Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes. Oh, Philadelphia TV, shine on me. I love you, shine a light. Through the eyes of AEW. That's enough of that. That's enough. I just had a chance to work in Philadelphia to something, and I'm never going to pass that up. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm prepared for trouble and make it lubble, Al Lublin. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the nation of conversation. Rad is war, Danielle Radford. War is not rad. How dare you? Rad is war. War is not rad. <laughs> okay, okay. How can this be? <laughs> and Kelking Smack, Lindsay Kell. Oh, that RIP. just sounds really weird, but right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Kelking really should be a verb. That's what I know. You kelked I'm... it. I can't believe oh. you kelked it. <laughs> Kelkin again. You remember when Talking Smack was the best thing yeah, about wrestling? I really, I really do. do. Genuinely still like get shivers thinking about that um, Daniel Bryan Miz showdown. Mm-hmm. So great. Oh. Let me tell you about a coward. Let me tell you about a guy who tells his WWE fans, the people that he loves, that he will be back. He promises them. I promise you, I will be back in one year's time to claim this title. But you didn't, Daniel, did you? But I'm the coward. Okay, I'm the one that they, doesn't love if the they, fans. If they would let me come back, I would come back. Coward. You call, I'm a coward? Oh, oh. Yeah, so good. I injected into my veins. But flesh... <laughs> Flash forward 900 years. <laughs> and here we are. We're so the biggest ago. news in WWE, except for that pay-per-view that we're not going to talk about, is the return of the WWE draft, where a bunch of wrestlers were seen across different nights, people switching brands, people getting called up. Were there any things that stood out to you in particular, except that one time when uh, when the music was going, when Sonya was, was trying to talk over somebody's music and the music wasn't stopping? And she was still talking. There have been a couple of um, music hiccups on WWE lately. There's been yeah. like, should her music be playing right now? And it's like, well, it is. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like they style it out. <laughs> They're styling it, it out pretty well. It felt like the tech for an awards banquet. <laughs> where they're working out and they're reading it, but also Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic yeah. is playing at the same well, time. because someone's husband offered to do it for free. Because uh, he's done it before. Gerald so, has a disc man. Yeah, Gerald can do it. it. If you just show him one time, Gerald can do it. Um, but Got Gerald, it. it turns out, isn't that great. But Gerald doesn't like to take uh, advice. So you get what you're given. I brought my own CDs. <laughs> Which white <laughs> fake song would you like to be brought out at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is a single. That was a trick question. <laughs> oh, oh, Gerald. Were there any particular draft picks that surprised you or call uh, up i'm just happy about hit row yeah i was gonna say hit row that was the one that surprised me but it, like it surprises me but i'm happy for them i i don't know if they are ready ready uh i think swerve is ready ready mm-hmm. i don't know if everyone is ready ready but i also yes i it, this sounds so stupid but i think you can get away with a having not everyone be ready ready on a main roster show um as long as one of you is ready ready um so i'm pumped for them because i think it's i mean like good for them i'm yay for them uh and i think they're super fun to watch we talked about it a ton last week but i'm, I'm curious to see what the plan is especially after our 
previous faction debacle on the main roster, mentioning no names. I genuinely won't mention their names. I will not <laughs> give their names the dignity of being spoken on air. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I, I thought that was exciting and interesting and I love love to see it. Yeah, I was really, uh, I'm really happy for them. Kind of a little bit like, oh, look, I'm a little proud. Look, if this is a response to all of us yelling about how much we like black wrestling, great. i will take it um but yeah they're just so even if like they're not perfectly like ring ready they're so ready to do all of like the fun you know like when they did the intro that introduction on nxt and all of those kind of things so it's like um they're such a their energy is going to be such a great boost to the show and i'm just really excited for they're entertainment ready even if they're not sports ready uh and that is 50 percent of that job so for sure in my brain i just get afraid of the writers for smackdown barely watching any nxt and going what are these guys they're wrapped so they're gonna wrap when they come to the ring is that what they're doing yeah one of them's gonna be wearing a big old clock next week uh there's gonna be adidas tracks for everyone (laughs) because that is the writer's room impression of what rap is it's very frightening i i like austin theory moving to raw i feel like it's sort of time for him to go out on his own but i also think he's one of those guys Mm -hmm. who's very talented but they don't seem to, they haven't quite figured out how to plug into him as an in-ring performer yet. Like he's shown he can be funny. He's a good promo. Yeah. He's actually good in the ring. Yeah. But are we going to see him do his best work somewhere else? I'm really curious to see what, where they're going with this gimmick because I really like it. It's like the very, very, very early original creepy Bailey gimmick that Bailey had like right at the beginning of her career where she was an Uber mm. fan to the point where she got a bit creepy and stalkerish and he's obviously going taking it a step further by beating you up before she, he takes a photo with you but I'm into it like I think that's a really clever way to bring someone in and have him work a bunch of veterans and have you care which is like the opposite of what they're doing on NXT where they just threw a million new people at me and said care about this and I said I can't though um whereas with Austin they're doing the clever thing where it's like you love Jeff Hardy let's have him beat up Jeff Hardy it's the it's the opposite of the carrion cross maneuver. That's what we call it. It's an opposite carrion. You know, speaking of being stalkerish, imagine you and your wife both out for work, and who shows up at your house but hey. Seth Rollins? He breaks in, and he he proceeds to Goldilocks your entire house in that that greasy. My cats would wet fuck hair. him up, pal. You him think up. so? He wouldn't have pulled that at Natty's house. I tell you that, two paws would have beat the shit out of him. There would have been none of this nonsense. Get a pet, Edge. Get a pet. Imagine the <laughs> like, honestly exact same scene plays out, but he just has a bunch of scratches on his face. And I met your cats. <laughs> I mean, they could have gone B- Blofeld with it too, which would have been cute. <laughs> he just sat petting the cat. That would have been <laughs> the truest transgression to a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Like, he touched my cat. <laughs> it's interesting to see the women's champions switch brands but the tag champions stay where they are i'm trying to remember the last time they yeah. i know they've switched the u.s and intercontinental titles and those feel a little more interchangeable they switched the dude titles and the dudes just swapped yeah. belts and it was like okay cool um so i, I but i can't see charlotte and becky having a, a jovial handshake in the middle of the ring and be like no you have this no you have this one um, so I don't know how they're going to do All right, this. switchies on three. One, two, three. <laughs> like, I'll leave it on this table. You leave yours on that table. And then we both Yeah, they're both away. slowly it's, reaching um, and letting go yeah. at the same time doing that yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Curious as to how they're going to play that or if they'll just do it off screen. 
Um, but I am loving all of this women's work that's going on right now. Women's work. <laughs> like it's this women's is women's work. work. Um, <laughs> Wrestling is women's work. Oh, that's a great t-shirt. Can that be our t-shirt, Julian? I mean, I look, the logo t-shirt is really fun. Can we do one that says wrestling is women's work? <laughs> it's got three W's. We have to. Oh. <laughs> women's work wrestling you, you know just i love alliteration yeah that's, that's our promotion www <laughs> i'd be more optimistic for that than uh than wow returning considering how they did it oh. oh. you want to speak oh, about that so bad i want to yeah that's back uh, wrestling is women's work but not those women nuclear um, so nuclear <laughs> get it yeah there's leaning in, is that what you... and then there's fucking up, and it's two different things. Yeah. It's two different things. Yeah, this feels more like the their version of tweeting through it. Like, I feel like they're <laughs> tweeting through it. It's like, okay, um, it, you know, uh, I, it, it's weird. It's weird, and it's a weird reaction. <laughs> we talked a little bit about some of the call-ups, but why don't we talk uh, about the actual show that was held by the brand that now lights all of their television as if they are in an office from 1964 NXT 2.0. Uh, it NXT is bad. It was, it's been it's bad. bad. I don't like it. it. I don't it like it. Bad. I'm sad. Cause I missed the thing that I did like, but even being objective, this is not good. <laughs> like, and that's the nicest thing I can say. It's not this good. This is going to sound really mean but I'm going to say it because I feel like this is safe and it's just the four of us talking and nobody will ever hear it. Always. But outside of the, Uh outside of the one guy who looks like a caveman who has the Australopithecus brow. Yeah. Every single new white guy looks like it's just one person changing clothes and wigs. It does kind of remind me of the bachelorette in that way where it's like, it's just like the same white guy. Withhold all roses. Withhold all roses. Give none of these people the fucking roses. I can't name any of them apart from the one that looks a bit like Kevin Owens is is just his gimmick is I'm a dick. Joe Joe Gacy. Gacy. And that's only because I remember the serial killer. I'm like, cool. Good, um, good name, bro. I fucking hate him. And that's the only reason I remember him because I fucking hate him. And I'm not even like, oh, cool. He's smart. He has heat with me. I don't. He doesn't have heat with me. I fucking hate him. I hate the gimmick. I hate the character. He's not bad in the ring, but I can't watch him in the ring because I fucking hate him. I hate his short sleeved shirt. I wear those shirts straight no yeah but like in a cheeky charming way not in a charmless i just like to have my fucking elbows loose for the world oh, yeah, way. it's i i hate it i hate it it's a little it's a little yes it's a little bit like well i didn't know how to dress today so i was like let's be cheeky this just like get our elbows out no no he didn't know if he was going to church he didn't know if he was going to the office he didn't know if he was going to youth group he didn't know if he was going to staples or he didn't know if he was going to shoot a bunch of people so wear something that suits all those things i hate short sleeve shirts sun's out elbows Not out Hawaiian shirts or bowling shirts that's fine <clears throat> you know i'm really liking um braun breaker yeah uh, i'm liking i'm liking the stuff that he's doing like i'm really digging i like his promo was good um he's good in the ring and i just you know there's just something right about having a steiner yeah, he apparently on has huge balls i wonder <laughs> as opposed to kenny um i wonder <sighs> if bron is gonna be victim fall victim to the roman reigns they're pushing him down our throat though yeah that's my concern I and i don't i don't have an issue yeah. with him currently because i have so many issues with the other people whose names i don't know um but it makes me wonder if, if they're going to put the belt on him or push him straight into a title feud are people going to be like they want us to love him so we won't but he is a steiner it's, it, 
Yeah, I, I I want it to happen for him organically, so he doesn't have to deal Too with late. any of that shit. Organically, he joined <laughs> yeah, no. he joined the show three seconds ago, and he's about to be the champion. But it's it's yeah. interesting wrestling commentary. You know, their job, in addition to telling the story in the ring, is to tell us, is to try to inform us how to feel, or to yeah. to do the the sales tactic of overcoming our objections. And during the during the NXT. During the show, I don't think it was during the elimination tag match, which was very, very good. Mm-hmm. But but at some point, Stu Bennett was like, who are these two new guys? They were fighting each other in a bar, and now they have a title shot. They don't deserve that. Yep. And then there was the whole back and forth about potential. And he was like, well, if potential was, was, was the deal, I would have been WWE champion in 2011, which is a really fun, uh, really, really fun exchange, but also true and, and kind of captures... Like they understand how we feel about it, how a lot of fans yeah. feel. Maybe not everybody. I'm sure there are people who uh, who enjoy this. The same people who enjoy looking at the cold case at a delicatessen, but because the lighting's <laughs> the same, because of the the bad lighting is the same. That was a bad lighting joke. Got it. Got the lighting it. is with it. Plus, we're all staring like, at uh, meat. <laughs> you can almost hear. Yeah, big big meaty men slapping meat. It, it all checks out. <laughs> when I watch the show, I can hear that. <laughs> of them turning the lights on i can hear it in my head when i say it i know that's the that's the when they open the arena and turn the lights on it's just one big frankenstein switch they throw on the wall and then (laughs) then, then they could have saved if they were trying to save money they could have saved a ton of money on their electric bill by just turning out half those lights and we'd all be happy i mean but uh the the point i was making i got i got distracted by those freaking lights again the the point i was making is is that the way that came across to me is that they are aware that there are people who feel that way. And, and that's where it stops. It's not, these guys are going to be worth it. It's they're, they're Mm -hmm. like really amping up the developmental part of it, which is, which is fine, but also they had built but where are all my favorites? Because they haven't all left, but they're not on anymore. (laughs) Where are they? And what are Mm -hmm. they doing? And when your heel commentator, is bitching out your heels <laughs> like you've, you've got a problem it should be Stu Bennett supposed like Barrett's supposed to be the one saying oh these guys all fucking tear you apart they met in a bar they beat the shit out of each other now they're gonna beat the shit out of you but he was just like fuck these guys um and I'm like that's not really where this is supposed to go is it um I don't know it's, it's too many new people it's too many new people it's too much we fear change this has been a really hard mm-hmm. two years people why are you doing this to us why are you asking so much of us at once it's too much I, I'm so happy that Triple H is okay I hope that he takes as much time as he needs to for his recovery um but I'm gonna need him back like next week <laughs> so if he could just start like phoning stuff in maybe like a mm-hmm. zoom meeting pneumatic tubes. um pneumatic tubes, just fucking like, something send someone over to cut a bunch of the lights and we're 50 percent of the way there you know like just send a guy <laughs> send Sean dressed as an electrician uh just with a big pair of comedy pliers like <sighs> it'll be fine just just do it we'll all be happier you'll have a job to come oh, back you- to <sighs> Yeah, I'm NXT is bumming me out these days, which is and I know I mean, we were all like, get ready for change. It's going to be developmental. But it's also like, y'all did so much time building up those belts. I know. But do you know what was, you know what I mean? Do you know what was amazing? Mm. Mandy's fucking V-trigger. Oh my god. (laughs) Mandy's V-trigger that was better than I've seen Kenny do in like two fucking years. She looked great. 
Fatal Attraction is so a really good. fun. That's a really fun trio. I'm so proud of her. Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction. Wow, toxic. Sorry, Fatal Attraction they're is toxic. is that movie. That's the movie. That the this isn't. But the rabbit's yeah, being boiled here. I'm enjoying it more and more every week, and I'm really enjoying. I didn't love Ember losing that way. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a few more shenanigans for Ember to lose too. Um, but I really enjoyed Mandy's match, which is like things that things I wouldn't have said three years ago. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think it's super fun. Her hair looked a little bit better this mm, week. Hair looked great. Yeah, yeah. So I like the I like the dark hair better. I, I believe for her. it. I like that for her. I just like one less blonde. <laughs> just one less blonde for me to memorize. Normally, I would agree you know? with you, but I do like a um, totally spies blonde brunette redhead. I like I like to have one of each in my, <laughs> in, my, in, my in my mix. By the way, was there a payoff to the condom setup when they were talking when they walked past the supply room where the thing was happening with all the smoke? Because the implication was we went through three picks, nine and a half inches, <laughs> and like they're like, oh, I'm waiting for the setup where this is not about a penis and sex. Oh no! It, I mean, it definitely was right. Like yeah, it was just a direct reference to their honeymoon. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like strip, which I was like, "Wow, we're just we're going straight past subtext into text." I mean, I, even if just <laughs> when they were walking away, say like, "We ate so many Hershey bars," like that would have been yeah, enough. No. That would have been enough. It was very weird to go from, um, yeah, it doesn't work as a joke. So like, joke explained corner. That's a great use of the English language from a writer. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to make a joke about something and they be like, lol, bait and switch, mm-hmm. we're actually talking about something else. It can't still be dicks or sex. Yeah. You, it either has to be that you say something clean, but it means dirty, or you do something clean or, or do something dirty and it means clean. Yeah. Like it doesn't work if yeah. it's just it's dirt too under. dirty. It's, yeah, two dirties don't make a funny. It's got to be a Unless- clean and a dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, here's the thing. I think it can work, but I think it has to be with a performer that's incredibly self-aware and that gets the meta-ness of it. Like almost if you threw that part away where it's like, oh, and then everyone's like, oh, blah. And it's like, no, I was talking about a condom. Like there's a way yeah. to it's make still a that double switch. turn. Yeah, it's, it's still turn, like, turn, yeah. like, oh, yeah, you you thought I was being funny. And it's like, nope, I was talking about his dick all along. Wahahaha. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, plus I'm like, my, I don't like it. She's Johnny and Candace's daughter. I'm like, I don't want to hear her talking about this. By the way, <laughs> I never want to hear any wrestlers. Like, we we make jokes about tapping titles and slapping meat, but like, we don't actually picture it. No, I'm not actually like imagining it. Like, I, I don't want to. This is a very PG thirteen yeah. podcast. Let's speaking be of which, Let's be important real. question: If Dexter Loomis has a nine and a half inch penis, but Braun Breaker has bigger balls, because according to him, he has the biggest balls in the locker room, and I assume they've measured. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'm way. You think he has a smaller penis? Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. I think for Braun Breaker, uh, size doesn't count. Doesn't matter. That's what I think. Care. That's what Braun would say. Yeah. We're doing some Steiner math on this one. Yeah, we're doing some Steiner <laughs> math. Like if his balls are X inches across <laughs> and his penis is smaller than Dexter Loomis, who is nine and a half inches, what size yeah. penis does Braun Breaker have? And I say this: See, they forced I wish us that to they do wouldn't... this. They forced us. I to wish do they this. wouldn't have done Look. this to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I don't. No. I didn't need it. Like they, they did this to us, yeah. and that it's let's uh, put it to rest. And the, for shows that say they don't talk to each other, so for shows that say they don't watch each other and they don't care what the other one's doing, everyone's suddenly very interested in their balls, huh? Mm-hmm. Like it's suddenly the interesting. Oh, Lindsay, theme that's is not new. Balls. 
Oh, just didn't I, say well, it before. Now, if, if Bron's no. balls are on a train from Chicago to New York and his penis is on a train from New York to Chicago and one is going at 50 miles, 55 miles an hour, the other is going at 45 miles per hour, at what point would they meet and why are trains going that slow? You know what? The last thing. Why, why would a train only be going 50 miles an hour if it's, like, if it's pulling out? But once it's at speed, it's going faster than 50 miles an hour, right? Maybe it's a post office train. See, and now we're just back to using sexual euphemisms. His balls are on the Polar Express and his penis is on the Hogwarts yes. Express. Yes, so there you go. They're going there to be ripped off of his body. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it was nice to see L.A. I feel like L.A. Knight should have been moved up. Yeah, I did. it's kind of weird. He's been doing these weird filler spots. Like, how do you come off something as hot as the million dollar title storyline and then be in these He's odd so good. little filler He's spots? so good. So good. He's so good. So yeah. all around good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Cora Jade beat Frankie Monet. Like a fluke win. Gotta believe that's going somewhere. Gotta believe they're doing something with I think, that. I think Frankie uh, looked good. Like, it's interesting how little of her bag she's showing off right now. It's been weird, because I'm waiting for her to come in and just, like, start doing her shit. I'm gonna start getting her shit in. And it's just, like, every match, I'm, it's like, I feel like I'm being edged. Like, every <laughs> match, it's like I'm just waiting for, like, the thing that I want to have happen to happen. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. I, I, I yeah I assume it it is going to be one of those things where like something happens and she just goes buck ass wild one day, but I'm like very patiently waiting for that and I don't feel like her character is going to do very well if they make us wait for that longer than like another couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like her character, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. I don't like it. But I mean, and and I'm sure that there are people who do, and I'm sure that it's like she that you know a lot of people come up with their own stuff. It's probably something that she's she super did. Into. She's been very clear that she came up with this, and it was her name, and it was her character, and I get that. But yeah, it's not working for me because I think I was like, okay, she's gonna come in this like posh lady with her little dog, and then one day she's going to, and then like in the ring, she's going to be completely opposite and lose her fucking mind and be fucking wet loca, and I, that's the switch that I'm waiting for is like I'm waiting for her to to do that thing where she's like the like completely opposite between who she presents herself as and then who she is in the ring um I'm really I'm waiting for the brutality yeah I sometimes when wrestlers come up with their own ideas it's great but other times it's sort of like George Lucas where he's a genius and is great at coming up with an idea but when that idea really reaches its full potential is when he's surrounded with other creatives who can help enhance mm-hmm. and flesh out and fill out and and make his vision come come to life in a way that would be very difficult for him to do himself. So yep. I think it's that same, there needs to be good creative that, that is getting behind you and enhancing your idea. So there's nothing like, it's not a bad yeah. idea. There are no, well, there are bad ideas, but you know, it's not, it's not a bad <laughs> idea in and of itself. It just needs, you just basically fixed it. That's literally what I thought they were doing. And that's like what I've and it could been be coming. for. It, it never, it never happens it when you want it to happen. I, it happens later on and it feels good that yeah. it finally happens because you've been, you know, they let that, they're edging you. Like you pointed out, they're letting it build and build and build and build. And then finally they will, they will give you something you hope, but other times that's not the case. Yeah. And then your head melts like greatest. <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Now we're going to talk Fair more side. about AEW in our main event, but 
first, we can't go through our first segment without the number one, I'm going to call it a moment in podcasting, your weekly podcasting yeah, moment where Do it. our own Lindsay Kelk breaks down everything that happened in the AEW women's division this week. And it was a banner week, wasn't it, Lindsay? Uh, it was. I feel like for someone that watched it, it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, seen some bits. No, there was exciting news. We got exciting ladies news for women's work wrestling. Uh, we're getting another belt, you guys. We spoke it into existence, mm -hmm. even though when we spoke it into existence, we all laughed and we're like, sure. Um, but no, it's happening. We're getting a new belt. We're getting a belt that's of average size. Mm -hmm. Like, we're getting a, a real-sized belt. Yep. <laughs> it's got a great big TBS logo in the middle, but sure. Why not? It looks uh, like Haas. I'm sorry. Like, the way that the T and the B, like, they look like they're connecting. It, look it looks odd. like it says Haas. And all respect <laughs> to Julian, who correctly pointed out that the TBS possibly stands for the big strap. Um, because this is the big strap <laughs> yeah. for the ladies. Um, kind of shits all over the full-on women's belt that uh, Brit has right now, which is the Barbie's belt. Um, that even my cats would be like, it's a little small, but okay. Um, yeah, we're getting a new belt. Sure. Great. Awesome. I'm not mad at it. Uh, hopefully this means we're getting more than one match. It's a tournament. They're like gonna have it, so they're I'm having not, a tournament. They're going to have a tournament. Well, but I mean more than one match regularly on each oh, show. Oh, there's, there's no way in hell. <laughs> like, and they had, that, they had a, uh, a, um, a vignette with that like 18-year-old. She's very young. Yeah. And I think that yep. may have been the first time she's spoken on television. And I think that they yeah. did her a disservice if that was their best take. Like somebody could have coached her a little bit more. I don't think that's, I don't well, think it was fair to her. We'll get onto that and who's running what and who's making decisions and why things are happening. Fair right? enough. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been good, ma the matches are getting better. The matches are for sure getting better. We're seeing great people in great matches. I'm just, I, I I just don't want to keep being like, I'm so positive. I'm optimistic. I feel like things are getting better because I do want to feel, I want to feel like things are getting better because they have great talent. But I, I just, I have to wait to see it. I have to wait to see it. When I see it, I will embrace it. I will fully embrace it when I see it. But I am waiting to see it. Lindsay, I'm looking at this belt right now. It does not look like it says Haas because that would require two S's. If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, <laughs> you've got a whole bunch Rude. of people to talk about them with on our Facebook group. See what group. you want to see, Hal. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see. I don't. No, I don't. Plus, you can hear more of what we had to say on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Links to all of that are in our show notes. When we come back, we're talking all about the two-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Boom. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. I've known you two for a long time, and you get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun Podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd, and that's kind of like your party, right? You have a community of friends and family, and 
Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support them. You're having a new start with your life together, and Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. Is still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is going to have games, prizes, Episode Rex, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's all right with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block Party, which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... That sounds pretty cool. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelp. It's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. And a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. Oh, were you not here when hard fart got added, Hal? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think it. I think it premiered uh, it last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. week was when we premiered hard fart. Oh, holy hell! <laughs> I just want that to eventually be the whole show. We just introduce. And say and say like the nicknames and then say I'm, this is our main event I'm and then that is a half hour. Clip. Lobbying hard to get JRs. He was a total arse added in from uh, this week's oh, because yes. that was magical. I don't know why he decided to pronounce arse the way that he did, but I mean it's no WWE Dynamite, but it was it was pretty great. <laughs> See, the hard thing is I feel like at this point JR can have its own sting yeah. just of all the gaffes he's yeah. made. In the Maybe last that's the main event. So. Maybe uh, yes. JR's Botchamania is a, a, an upcoming <laughs> main event for us. I don't know. Uh, I have to. <laughs> Let's bring in Matthew. Let's like do this properly. <laughs> well, it's been two years since AEW Dynamite premiered on TNT. Since then, we've gotten lots of fun matches, new stars, and a second show on Friday evenings. That's right, Rampage. So we're going to take a look back at Dynamite over the past two years, where we hope the show goes in the future, how they've lived up to their initial promise. So what was the expectation each of you had? We'll start with you, Danielle. When AEW first announced, when they had that first press conference, what, what was communicated to you? that you were expecting to see when they finally hit the air. We've talked about this. Like there was, it felt like there was a lot of uh, talk about, you know, inclusion, um, being inclusive. Um, It felt like there was a lot of talk about um, bringing in new stars, um, like building up, you know, people. And and, um, there was a lot of talk, a lot of talk um, in different interviews and stuff as well, where they were like, there's only like nine WWE guys that we would want. 
And so I guess I expected it to be an extension of what was already, because a lot of these storylines already play out in the indies. And so that was what made being the elite so special was because for once it was one place where you could watch all of these storylines that are happening <laughs> on New Japan and Ring of Honor and, you know, PWG and all these places where these stories are developing. It was the one place where it was like, oh, I could just see, like, if I'm not at that show, I, you know, or I don't get a chance to catch, I can still see and, and catch up and, and be able to, to uh, follow the story. It's an Which is why it was so great. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. And so I guess I was kind of expecting to see some of that being the elite energy, which that's on me. Um, but I was expecting to see some of that, like in terms of backstage vignettes and like all of that stuff, because like that's like, you know, and then maybe like them do their own kind of um, and by backstage, I mean, like specifically like it, vignettes and character, not like backstage, like when they do the parts of being the elite, which are them kind of out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of expecting that. But so still feeling very much like an indie show, mm-hmm. but with like more production value and with, again, that, um, you know, those kind of because a lot of that writing and stuff is really funny and it works. I mean, I feel like the Dark Order is like the only thing that kind of feels like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I went into it expecting, I think. What about you? Well, uh, uh, let me jump before I, before we get to you, Lindsay, I didn't I was familiar with some of the people, but not super familiar. And I like the idea of of something new being available. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, make me a fan, please. And I, I don't say that with crossed arms, like prove me wrong. I say that like, I would like to be made a fan. Let's bring me in. Yeah. Like I love cake. You just told me you're going to make more cake. I'm super excited for there to be extra cake. You know, it wasn't uh, like, oh, I, a new type I of hear cake. you have cake. You know, yeah. it was like, oh my God, cake. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like, yay, I'll try extra your new cake. cake. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, how there's always like a weird new vegetable or fruit or grain we're always obsessed mm-hmm. with. There's always like a new kind of cake. But I feel like we haven't had any cake innovation since uh, Red Velvet became time for new cake again outside of the t- outside True. of the South. Well, I mean, we all went back to banana bread because it's like we went back to what we know, right? And yeah. I mean, there's an yeah, analogy that works here. But, what, what about you, Lindsay? What yeah, were your expectations? Was very similar to Danielle in that I was a Being the Elite fan. I had followed uh, Bullet Club, Young Bucks, Kenny through New Japan. That's what got me into New Japan, honestly, Like was the Kenny stuff. And I was really excited to see those storylines because I had followed it, with, especially when Cody got involved with those storylines. And I followed it through Ring of Honor and through New Japan. And I saw a bunch of live matches whenever they were in the States. I saw um, Kenny Cody in New Orleans uh, at the Super Show. And I saw Kenny Cody Kota, I think, in Long Beach when New Japan was there. So I'd seen a bunch of stuff. I was really, really excited Above and beyond taking that out of the conversation, because we'll get to that, I am sure, of the diversity and the representation and the inclusion. That I don't, it wasn't like I feel like they said it. They said it. They said it. Based on those expectations and the inclusion piece of it, we can come back to that. How do you think they've delivered? I'll throw, it, throw in first. There are characters they have introduced me to. You know, the major, vast majority of these people were working somewhere else, even if they weren't working in major promotions. So I don't want to say, like, they are pure products of AEW. But mm-hmm. the people who I've been introduced to that I wouldn't have possibly known without, like, really kind of getting into more into the indie scene than I am. 
are guys like MJF and Adam Page, like guys who I who I've become familiar with through the show, even Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yep. There's a very popular AEW fan criticism, which is they get really mad. AEW fans get really mad when you refer to a Daniel Bryan or a CM Punk as a WWE guy, right? They get really upset about it because they're like, no, they were big before. But if you're going to be upset about calling Daniel Bryan a WWE guy, then you can't call MJF, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy... Uh, you can't call them AEW guys. It works both. I think it's entirely fair to call those people AEW guys. I really do. Yeah. To, to, to me, their hits have been big hits. I think MJF is fantastic. I think Adam Page is great. I think Britt Baker has been, was yeah. like, it was surprising how good she became and how quickly it was. It's one of those things where you get injured and it becomes a blessing in disguise because yeah. you're forced to work on character development. And the character they came up with was great and continues to be great and can sort of fluidly move between heel and face. And that is a, that is a real gift. The Dark Order stuff from where it started with, with Brody Lee to what it's become, which is essentially the Muppets, has been, has been enjoyable to watch as well. Um, I think Big Swole is great. I think Jade Cargill is fantastic. So there are a lot of things to like. And I've... Just going to mention it briefly here because I've already gone on tirades about it, but forcing me to watch YouTube to understand what's going on on the television and to and to see what should be important matches is, to me as a fan, unacceptable and not something I'm interested in doing, even for two seconds of my time, because it's enough. I have enough. You have three hours of programming on television. Put it there. Yeah, I just I would say as a as a content creator and i hate that word but as an it, it would be like me as an author having extra chapters of my book available on instagram or on youtube or any other platform that weren't just because sometimes you do this you'll release like a deleted scene chapter or, or something yeah. that you put out as a special edition on a kindle or something but it doesn't affect the story of the book it might add to it or enrich it and that's right. awesome it's not there to make up for your shortcomings as a product i just wish all of the extra promotion stuff having to see the good brothers on my television every single week was maddening because you're trying to build your roster and for someone who is trying to get to know AEW, i don't watch tna there's a reason why I've, i watched it in the past and didn't like it and just haven't gone back to it so i don't need it on my television on my other television show that i'm trying to get into and that part is is tough for me, but I also I recognize that they've there there you make a choice, right? You either satisfy the people for whom every episode is Avengers Endgame. That part is very frustrating. So there's a lot of great stuff. There's also a lot of frustrating stuff. It's such a mixed bag, and it's it's hard to keep up with. Well, in terms of like yeah, getting to see people like Orange Cassidy and like all of these other folks from the Indies really start to get um, their kudos has been amazing um it's been really exciting again like i i like seeing the new folks come in i wasn't like expecting it and in some ways i do think it kind of takes away from some of the indie shine but i don't know the show has been really good i want to say i've been really enjoying it for about the past month or so and i don't know if it's just that i feel like the booking has changed and gotten better i think a, a huge part of it for me has been watching kenny like we've said before be my kenny again 
because that was one of the big highlights for me as well, where it's like, I want to see Kenny wrestling all of the time and I want to see the Kenny that I know. Um, and so that, that has been really good again. And watching people like MJF, like really come into his own and become like this monster superstar. So yeah, building up of people that I didn't know has been great. Watching Kenny Omega become Kenny has been great. I will say like the show has been spotty for me, but in the last like two months, I've been really enjoying everything that I've been seeing or not everything, but I've been really, even if it's not something that super works for me, I see the potential in a lot of it. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, Danielle had to leave, unfortunately, so she cannot be part of the final conversation in this main event, which is the subject of diversity. We (laughs) joke, what started as a, as a, as me torturing Lindsay with a joke, because I couldn't fathom the, the, endless optimism that AEW is going to somehow turn the corner and get better has become a uh, a rebuke of the brand's lack of of development for their women's division and <laughs> regularly giving those women a platform on the show. Uh, so, lol. Lindsay, hey, Hal, I, remember I, when AEW crushed my spirit? <laughs> lol. <laughs> well, I, wanna, I, I, <laughs> I hate to make you relive relive that, but I think we should. I want to like figure out how yeah how we got here because I I immediately from the start was like, this isn't good. They promised this and they're not giving it to yeah. us. But yeah. Everything I mean, was give them time, give them time, give them time. It's been two years. Yeah, they've had all Where the time. Where are we? They did not, have not, didn't even try to deliver on the things that they said they would. I don't even know when they, I can't tell you where it looked like they were trying to do it. Because mm-hmm. I want to say like, oh, this is the where I would pinpoint that they gave up and leaned into being a throwback Mid-South 90s these guys and i can't even do that because i don't know i mean within the first six months i feel like they just leaned into that all the way all the way when they started showcasing on and jake and they brought in all the older people and making them such part like tully blanchett everyone mm-hmm. um that's when i was like oh so this is not for me and not everything should be for me and that would be fine if you hadn't actively sat there and told me, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't say, if I wrote a book and said, this book will appeal to every single human ever in the history of books who has felt underrepresented in all literature, and then just wrote about two straight white people doing kissing, um, and then a black gay person picked it up and said, there's no fucking black gay character. There's no black gay lead in this book. What the fuck? I would be like, I don't know. That's, don't, yeah, you would say start. that's racist. Yeah, I would say don't that be would racist. End the conversation. Uh, yeah. And that would end it. And the problem to me is Cody said, come find yourself here, whoever you are. So I went there and I was not only not able to find myself, I personally was shunned uh, vocally and loudly and aggressively by the people who had already got there, who found themselves there over and over and over and over. And that to me is the biggest failing. And that to me is why I I don't know if I will ever love AEW, even when I find the things I, I enjoy there. I don't know if I can ever fully embrace it as a promotion because I don't trust them. They lost my trust. They lost my faith. This does not mean that WWE is without fault or that they are doing everything right. 
but they were forced forced by the by the voices of their fans who clamored and asked for this over and over and over again to finally relent and because captain neck tattoo came out and said it in a press conference and he's a very he's a talented liar as many you know look a lot of people are promoters they have it's to not be even able an to insult tell talented tell liar in wrestling is not an insult like yeah. that is like congrats you passed the first test of the many like, things at which he is talented bullshitting at a press conference is certainly one of them and the, the result is a lot of people who had hopes that they would see themselves like you said represented yeah on AEW have been either perpetually disappointed or thrown crumbs of what they want. And that's no comment on the talent. You have a a trans woman who is like absolute fire on the mic and amazing in the ring. She's had a run with the title, but the pandemic is a tough time to do anything. But like, why wasn't she constantly all over your television show? She's she's solid gold. You don't get to stand up that first press conference and say we're going to be inclusive and representative of the trans community and then you're like we signed one because it's like oh shit you just that's called tokenism uh and it's not representation um yeah i just do you know what's the strangest thing about all of it to me and i think Mm -hmm. about this a lot now especially now he's back on tv the person who feels the most wwe of all of it the -hmm. person who feels most out of place to me on the show is cody and it's Cody's baby. And it feels so odd now. He, ju- I find him jarring on the screen. I find him, he feels like a throwback to the very beginning of AEW, which is, it, and it isn't the same thing anymore. It really isn't. It's leaned all the way into what it is now. Um, and he just doesn't, I don't know where he fits. I truly don't. You could it's... drop him from the show and he would not be missed in the slightest. I know... So many of you out there are already talking so much about AEW, so be sure to add your thoughts to our topic threads on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This week, we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, what do you want to put over? Um, So I want to put over um, um, Amanda Huber shared this great uh, tweet And I'll just say it. So I occasionally see comments online how I should just let Brody be a kid and not force him around wrestling. When I say wrestling is everything to him, it is. He told me he spent his free time in school drawing gear for when he's older. Today he brought them home. And it's just a bunch of drawings of the gear that he wants to make. And it is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. A lot of it is based off of Marvel characters and he even made pride gear. It's pretty great. So if you can find that tweet, do look it up because it'll, it'll make you weepy. All right, Lindsay. I am going to put over in the interests of competition, since I've said it's a good thing. I'm putting over the G1 this week. It's still Mm. a happening. It's still a going. We're getting really into the meat of it now. So if you were looking to dip in, now's a good time. Uh, Once you've got past the first couple of weeks and you can see how the blocks are shaping up, uh, you can choose which matches to go back and check out and you can choose which matches to dip in and see because it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking wrestling. Um, But A block uh, is A block's pretty close, you know? Uh, We've got my Elven Prince is doing better. So I feel better about that. He's on a solid 10 points. And then we've also got Zack Sabre Jr. on a solid 10 points. And Mm. my inkling is it's going to come down to those two. 
Uh, but you've also got Kenta on eight. You've got Great Okan on eight. Uh, we've got uh, Shingo Takagi um, on eight too, which is exciting. I know we've got some Shingo fans in the crowd. Um, so yeah, A Block been pretty tight, pretty interesting. B Block, you have pretty much got Jeff Cobb and Okada uh, <laughs> on 12 each. Um, you've also got Evil is on 10, but I don't... Now he'll probably come and win, but I don't see Evil getting this one. I think it's going to come down to Okada, uh, Cobb. I feel like Okada's going to come away with B Block. I feel like it's an Okada time. I feel like would would you uh, an Okada resurgence? A Block, I don't know. I'm feeling Zack Sabre Jr. I'm feeling that it's time for not the only wizard from England. I will only refer to him as that. It was the worst promo ever cut. That poor man was made to say it. Um, but if only for his fucking tiddlywinks line of a couple of weeks ago in a, in a press conference. I'm feeling Zach. So maybe Zach Okada is going to be the G1 final. And when we get to that, uh, it's, in a, it's in a little while. It's in a couple of weeks still. So we'll talk about that when it happens. But great time to dip in if you're just looking for something new to watch. Something a little different. You can see a bunch of stuff. So go check it out. G1. New Japan World. 9.99 yen a month. <laughs> and we're locking in your predictions. We'll see how you did. I Let's mean, see, we'll sure. <laughs> like it turns we'll out in, uh, in this, you can say anything and it means nothing. Thanks for that, Cody. Thanks Correct. for clarifying. <laughs> I want to put over something that did mean something to me, which is the enjoyment that I get when wrestling remembers things that I remember and even things I may have forgotten about that it recalls in order to set up a match, which they did on Raw as the Dirty Dogs hit the ring and Dolph Ziggler claimed that both Big E and Drew McIntyre, former protégés of his, owed him a simple thank you. Nobody does it like Dolph. Here's a clip. And sometimes Dolph doesn't do it at all. <laughs> Poor Dolph. Without me, there's not just no E, there's no New Day, there's no money in the bank cash, and hell, Xavier Woods might never be born without no DZ. There is no Big E. There you go. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. And keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling. I have to tell you guys a revelation I just had as you guys were saying like all the extra work thing I realized what the YouTube stuff is it's do you guys remember how there was a moment where before everybody knew JK Rowling was like a terrible person and we just thought like she's a writer with some blind spots people were like Mm-hmm. where were like like where were like you know why didn't you add more like you know were there any like jewish characters that were that were wizards yeah. at hogwarts or were there black characters that you didn't you do the thing and the stuff and then you'd be like oh yes there were absolutely characters that were in hogwarts there were several of them who did this then you just make up a, like a big yeah. like backstory dumbledore was definitely gay and yeah. it's like you didn't you didn't write him as gay it's like, like oh but he was though just like wait no, you don't get to do that. Yeah. Ira Goldstein Slytherin. <laughs>
but I did. I wrote goblins. Like, no, no, Joanne, shut up, shut up. And she's like, what? That's not okay. Like, shut up, Joanne. They love <laughs> money with their long, pointy noses and spindly fingers. Oh, but my favorite one was when people finally like caught on to the bullshit. They were like, it's like J.K. Rowling be like, there was an invisible horse that was following Harry constantly throughout the series. I never talked about him or mentioned him or made any reference to him, but he was definitely there and you could trust me. On that. It was invisible, so it was fine. Uh, oh, she's trash. But yes, there you go. That's trash, what the trash, that's what trash, dynamite trash, feels trash, like trash. to me when they're like, but what do you mean? Black people yeah. are around all the time. Where's the invisible look at, horse? Look at dark and look at... <laughs> <laughs> There's the invisible horses. They're all over the place on dark and elevation. Uh, anyway. Anyway. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.